You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my guest co-host, Annie Wilson, who's the Professor of Marketing here at the Wharton School. And we are happy to welcome our next guest, Amy Martin Ziegenfuss, who's the Senior Vice President of Global Brand and Enterprise of Mark and Global Brand and Enterprise Marketing, I gotta get that right, at Hilton. So that's really exciting to talk about Hilton and the hospitality industry. We're really happy to have you, Amy. Welcome to Marketing Matters. Thank you so much for having me. So before we get into all the interesting stuff going on in the hospitality industry, and that industry has been very much hurt by the pandemic and by, you know, different types of uh, competition you may not have anticipated 10 years ago, um, how you're responding to all of that. Let's just talk a little bit about how you got to Hilton and what your background is and, you know, your marketing experience. Sure, sure. Um, well, I sort of um, landed in marketing by chance. Um, I, I studied was studying English um, and then sort of fell into communications and marketing. And what really got me fascinated was the behavioral sort of consumer behavior and insights um, kind of behind it, you know, the way people think about um, you know, buying decisions and and um, and brands, um, and that sort of led me down a path of of kind of brand marketing and and trying to to understand how to create brands that are really meaningful to consumers because they're solving a pain point or, or have some role to play in their lives, and so that's kind of led me into the spaces I've played in and in kind of. Um, I was in healthcare for a while. Um, I've also dabbled in financial services and then um, landed in hospitality um, quite a while ago now, 2004, I think it was, and I've been with Hilton um, since 2016. So um, it's really a, a fun space to play because, you know, travel and, and what people want to do as they travel, what they want to do when they're staying out there is really interesting and the reasons for it. So it's a rich space to, to market. So and 2016, let's just put that in history. That's when Trump was elected. Um, so, and that was pre-pandemic. And so Trump had a bunch of hotels too, by the way. So like you might have thought of that. One of them just got converted to a Waldorf Astoria, one of our brands. Oh, really? Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. So like, uh, there was a lot of talk about hotels and things like that during his administration. That's right. And of course, um, during the pandemic, there was a lot of, of changes to your industry. And you, since you've been there since 2016, you've weathered through all of this. So tell us a little bit about how it's been being in the hotel industry pre and post pandemic. Yes, uh, definitely was an industry that was hard hit, as you say. Um, you know, I was really proud to be part of Hilton during the pandemic because we really did things that that I think were the right things to do. Um, you know, we followed our, our brand DNA and, um, and you know, tried to make things available, rooms available to first responders and mm. um, and people who had to be out on the road back when it wasn't super safe to, to be going around. Um, and we focused on, you know, creating confidence and, and cleanliness and hygiene for our, our guests. That's one of the big things I worked on during the pandemic was our clean stay program, which was all about 
creating a safe space so that people, when they did need to, to travel and get back out there, they could do it with confidence. Um, so, um, so that was, that was interesting, but as you say, it was a tough time for the industry and, um, there wasn't a lot of demand for quite a while. Um, but when it came back, what we found was because I think of, um, the, the brand and, and our customer base, our loyal customer base, we came back really strong, which has been phenomenal. Um, so as, as things started yeah. to kind of ramp back up, especially in leisure travel, we started to get busy pretty quickly. Yeah, before we get back to that, which I do want to talk about where we are now, yeah. but it's interesting that you're talking about safety, because I remember when we were talking, when I would teach, and I don't know any if you've done this, but we would talk about in hotels, you know, people don't want to talk about cleanliness and stuff, because they take it for granted. And I remember people thinking, you know, like if there's a hair on the sink, you know, just one hair on the sink, it undoes the entire room and things like that, because people just come to expect cleanliness. But but as you're saying, you've now proactively during pandemic turned it around and now you have to say we are clean like that. That's kind of a weird thing for a hotel to say historically, you know, so it's it's yeah. kind of a reverse way of, of marketing. I, I understand yeah. why you're doing it, but it just sounds counterintuitive in some way. 100%. And, you know, it's interesting. It did recede a bit. I think once we established that we were taking the measures and people had the confidence in it, now they don't want us to talk about it anymore. They're interested in other things. They've moved uh, on. <laughs> oh, that's good. Quite a bit. Even Quite in a bit. your spas and gyms, because I would think that might be the last, you know... Well, we're still we're still taking those extra measures, so they feel confident because of that, and they can see that. So yes, they absolutely are expecting it, but they don't want us out on the forefront talking about it, which is the difference. Okay, so let's that brings us up to um, the post pandemic. So you, I mean, that's nice to hear. I and mean, one other thing I was going to mention when I because we were teaching during the pandemic, so I was looking at what brands were doing, um, and the idea of proactively supporting, you know, from a altruistic human kind of point of view, I think was a really good thing for brands to do. I noticed, in fact, when I was collecting ads and stuff to bring to my students during that time, a lot of brands were looking at love. They were using like the emotion of love, um, of helping and love and, and, and positive emotion towards others. That was kind of kind of the emotions that I was seeing in brands. Is, is that consistent with what you were thinking? Absolutely. It, it held true. And, and it happened organically. That's the power of the Hilton culture. It's a really incredible culture. We're one of the world's best places to work. Um, we have awards. It's not just me saying it. Um, so, I, But it actually comes through in the, in the DNA of our team members. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, you know, they were, they were, you know, lighting up windows in the shapes of hearts to your point about love, you know, just to give signals out to the world that, you know, that they were kind of putting, putting love out into the world. Um, and they were doing things like, you know, kitchen teams that were down to skeleton staffs were, were making meals for people who needed them. Sometimes our team member, other team members, because a lot of our team members, you know, were, were at home, right? Um, they couldn't, they couldn't come to work. And so they were making meals for them. So it was really so amazing to see that spirit shine through in that way. So now we're post-pandemic, and if I'm looking at airports, I can tell you people are traveling. So, I mean, we're getting too much, too fast. Is that That's definitely happened in the airline business. Has it happened for you in the hotel business, too? We, we don't feel like it's too much by any means. We're very busy. We're very happy to be very busy. We're seeing great occupancy numbers. We're seeing, um, you know, a real a real return to travel, and we're thrilled about it. Our team members are thrilled to be back at it. 
Um, you know, that this is what they do every day. So not being able to provide that hospitality was was hard um, for them. So we're really, really happy where we've been, you know, trying to do things that that create some of the uh, relief for that friction that you're talking about. We have a lot of contactless options um, through our Hilton Honors app, like you can check in on your phone, you can kind of, you know, if there if there are people waiting to check in, you can, you know, bypass that and use your phone as your key. I um, saw that in one of your ads. I haven't seen, I've been to hotels. I haven't been able to do that yet. Have you, Annie? Have you used that? That's like a cool thing. I have not, no. <laughs> it's you can actually choose your room on our app as well, which is amazing because you can actually decide where you want to be in the hotel before you get there. If you don't like to be near the elevators because you don't like the noise or something like that, right, you can actually it like you pick an airline seat really that's very cool i i haven't seen that yet and i saw on the ad which we'll talk about in a minute with paris hilton where you had the phone there and you could use the phone as the yep. key to get in like that is fantastic right. um yep. the nfc i guess the technology near field right. connection or whatever it's called you can start doing that with keys that's very very cool very so, cool and you can even share keys if you're if you're um, traveling you know with your family or someone else like that you can your keys and use it for entry to the fitness center or anywhere like that. So, yeah. So tell us a little bit, let's just do it from a marketing point of view. Now we're post pandemic. We're still worried about safety. We still got that messaging of love and all of that. You still have the Hilton culture, but now business is starting to come back and it's your job to come up with a catchy slogan, I guess, you know, like, so how do you do that? What, what were you thinking? What, what was the process to build this new campaign? Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great question. I think the 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 reason we started to look at this is because we thought, you know, wow, we have a moment where we turned everything off, right? This is never was there a time in history where we turned off all the marketing. We were like, we're not doing this because nobody. And what we really, you know, crystallized our ambition around was we really wanted to tell the world what we stand for um, and really kind of create something that would be, have longevity, um, would be something that could um, live and evolve over hopefully many years and, and have lots of campaigns that come from it. And so as we started to think about how to create that, we went to the customers and we went to our DNA. Um, and, you know, we, we've always stood for our, our vision, Conrad Hilton, our founder, his vision is still our vision today. And it's to fill the earth with the light and warmth of hospitality. And so that's our vision. That's amazing. But as we looked at what we were saying and what everybody else in the category is saying, not just hotels, but across travel, they were talking about destinations and just getting there and being on the amazing beach and being at the amazing pool or whatever the thing is. But nobody was talking about the stay itself, the hotel stay itself. And what we heard from customers was that's a make or break thing in a trip, right? You can have a, you know, a bad travel journey, but you know, it doesn't necessarily make or break your trip usually, but if you get to the hotel and that, that hotel stays amazing. It elevates everything is what we heard. And if it doesn't go so well, it's the other way around. Um, so we thought, you know, this is this is something that Hilton pioneered. We pioneered the stay on a global scale, right? I mean, everybody's, you know, lots of people have been doing this study for many years, but, but we're the ones who started that. And so we thought this is a space we can really own um, and really, you know, thought about that. And that's what led us to Hilton for the stay, which is all about standing for that moment. So just to talk about the elephant in the room, one of the reasons this makes sense to me, this notion of focusing on the stay and the consistency of the stay, is some of your competition has been changes in in travel, 
people are going to Airbnb, which is a very different way of traveling. Uh, I personally am not a big Airbnb person. I prefer hotels. And part of the reason I like hotels is because I like to know what I'm going to get. And I like that consistency. And I like the services around a hotel. Now, that's me personally, but that makes me prefer hotels. And it sounds a little bit like you're subtly kind of pushing at that point with this campaign. We are a little bit. It's not just for that reason. It wasn't built just for that. But to your point, because it doubles down on what we've always done well. But to your point, what we what we're hearing actually out in in social listening and also from some of our customers is home sharing can be, you know, a little unpredictable. Um, there can be some pitfalls. Uh, and, you know, there are some things that don't live up to expectations. And some of our ads actually go at that in, right. in, in a little bit of a hopefully a fun way. Um, and so, you know, we think we're a counterpoint. If that's not what you want, we've got, you know, the stay and we can stand behind it. So that that is a part of what we're doing with the with the platform and the campaign. Andy, I know I, you've thought, I'm, oh, go ahead. I was going to ask you, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I'm curious too, you talked about like during the pandemic, the emphasis on cleanliness, which everybody was worried about and wanted in, in hospitality. Um, and in your new campaign, you focus a lot on the different perks and functions of Hilton, um, like the friction components, storage in some cases, um, not being haunted in other cases, which <laughs> is definitely a plus. Um, I'm curious though, is, do you see a, particular thing that consumers are looking for in hospitality right now? Is there anything trending? I know like personalization has grown in importance, but what? It, how do you interpret that? Or what do you see travelers really looking for as they're reemerging into the world if you're seeing cleanliness recede to the background of it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a good question. They're definitely choice and control. So some of those contactless things I talked about help with that. I love um, that. <laughs> In some of our um, in some of our um, advertising, we're talking about our confirmed connecting rooms feature, which is another you know kind of consistency, like knowing you're going to be able to get that connecting room if you're traveling with your family or you're traveling and you need that connectivity. Um, nobody else in the industry offers that right now because it's it's something you have to literally program into the inventory management system to confirm that on booking. So you know we've done that, and that is that's nobody that else. That's want. a differentiator. No, wow, that's nobody a huge difference. And it's a huge pain point because people said, you know, we're, we're going to, we show up, we've called, they've said, we'll try. And then they show up on the day of their, you know, vacation or trip. And suddenly they're, you know, their rooms down the hall from their kids or whatever it is. And and then it ruins it. That's so interesting. Because, you know, like I do study a lot of retail. And if you look, this is like you said, it's kind of a no brainer, but took market research to find it. Like if you go into retail or store, people hate waiting online at the cash cash register. That's a huge pain point. And for sure in hotels, you know, that what you just said, not having connecting rooms or having to wait online to check in and to get your key, even though you're supposed to be able to check in online, it just doesn't seem to work that way. You still have to wait online somehow when you get there. the idea that you can get rid of all of that friction, that's like tremendous. I didn't realize that you that's a differentiator, that nobody else yeah. has done it yet. Wow. Yeah, not yet, not yet. And we found out, we wouldn't talk about it if it didn't matter, but they're telling us it matters. I think it goes under that choice and control, that flexibility. People want to be able to, you know, move through their lives with a lot of flexibility. I think we saw that during the pandemic, right? We got curbside delivery of takeaway. We got, um, you know, the groceries coming, you know, to our doors. We were able to order everything from our phones. So you want that in everything, in every aspect of your life, right? So we definitely see that coming through, Annie. Um, and then I think the other thing that, that we see is people do want to be taken care of. 
it's really interesting. Um, but I think again, you know, probably being stuck at home or <laughs> in adverse circumstances for so long, um, people are really looking for that. And that allows obviously our hospitality and the stay to really come to the fore. I'm, I'm sort of curious too, if it seems like a very clear juxtaposition, your ads and other, um, other brands in the hospitality industry is the focus on eliminating pain points rather than being kind of idealistic and whimsical about like this travel now the world that has opened up and looking at the destination and walking on the beach, holding hands at the resort or whatever it is. Like, it seems that uh, from my perspective, at least you've taken more of a pragmatic approach of like, well, here's the things that can go wrong and like, make sure they don't, particularly for families. Um, I'm curious if you're intentionally targeting a particular audience there. I'm as uh, that's a good question. I, just from the question of, and I took my first international trip since COVID recently and had a sense of overwhelm. Like when I thought about going, it was so glamorous. And then when I sat down and was booking things, I was like, I don't really remember how to travel. Like, how do I do each of these steps? And so I'm curious, like if that's in, obviously I assume the juxtaposition is intentional, but what are you, why, I guess. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Yeah. And, and by the way, same, I forgot how to pack completely. <laughs> yeah. I just, that was a mess. I didn't bring anything I needed and I'm in travel. So it's weird, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we, we target a mindset. Um, we, we call them the authentic optimists um, and they, you know, they, they sort of range across demographics and psychographics and, you know, attitudes and very diverse um, inherently, but they're, they're looking for a lot of things we have to offer. So that's why we sort of targeted them and they get, they let us, you know, go out and, and think about marketing to them in a, in a broad way. And, and within that families are absolutely, um, you know, highly prevalent because it's such a, a it's such a, you know, uh, egalitarian mindset, um, as well as other groups. Um, the, the pain points that we've sort of discovered within that have led us to some of these, these things and ways that we've, that we've messaged and, and our answers, our proof points, um, sort of back to that. Um, and then the other thing is that we, we did deliberately choose, um, to, to take a different tone. We felt like, you know, the, the sort of, um, whimsical and, and grandiose, um, travel is, is, is really covered, right? A lot of people talk about that, we don't disagree. Travel is amazing. It is transformational. We just think our point of view is we're all about the stay. And so let's talk about that in a relatable way, in a way that we know we found through our research and we're seeing it in the, in the campaign's early days yet, but it's resonating. It's relatable and resonating. And then we wanted to be distinctive. We wanted a distinctive voice. And so, you know, humor is one way to do that, right? And we really thought about what's the right type of humor? Can we make people chuckle? Can we be a little cheeky? Um, if we are gonna have a point of view on something and will that help us stand out? And we we found that it's really, really working for us. It's something that, you know, people people love, you know, being able to, to have a bit of a laugh, right? And it doesn't all need to be super serious. Um, and so that's what led us to kind of not just so what we're talking about is different, but also how we're talking about is it is different because we really want to stand out and be ownable. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with my guest co-host, Annie Wilson, and this is Marketing Matters. We're joined by Amy Martin Ziegenfuss, who's the Senior Vice President of Global Brand and Enterprise Marketing at Hilton, and she's just begun to talk about the messaging that she's doing in her campaign, uh, and it's somewhat whimsical, and along those ideas of whimsy, uh, one of the celebrity spokespeople you've decided to uh, pick up is an interesting one, Paris Hilton. So tell us how we got to Paris Hilton. Clearly, she's 
Keith Hilton. So that's right. obvious. And it's a genuine connection to the Hilton brand, right? Her grandfather was Conrad, is that it? Or great great grandfather great was grandfather. Conrad Hilton. That's right. And her grandfather is Baron Hilton. Yes. Yes. So Paris Hilton um, and the whole Hilton family have obviously been connected to Hilton for a long time, um, since the very beginning, obviously. Um, and Paris Hilton is, you know, a, a, a businesswoman who has really created a really strong brand and an amazingly strong fan base. Um, and so as we were looking at how we take our message out into the world and make sure that we're reaching not just our core customers, but net new customers for Hilton, we thought about that very carefully. And as we started to have conversations with Paris Hilton and her team, we realized she could really help us um, with, with her fans, introducing a whole new generation um, to Hilton and our, and our brands and our messages. And that's exactly what, um, what role she's playing for us. And, you know, she's, she's, a fantastic, she's amazing in social media, right? Um, and so she's She's got, um, she really brings a, a special sparkle and, and a different element to us and to our campaign. That's interesting that she's got all those fans. I was, I, I wasn't, I guess I'm not in the target market, so I wasn't sure how. Probably, well, I don't know, but probably if you're not, you wouldn't know, but they are. I've heard of her, that's for sure, un- but. Uh, <laughs> they adore her and everything she does. Well, she's beautiful. But it, that's interesting because she seems to be uh, speaking to different generations too, because I sort of viewed it as almost like a nostalgic pull at Paris Hilton and was thinking when we can expect Nicole Richie in an ad in the future, or, you know, it's the opposite <laughs> of the simple life at Hilton. Like, and, and so that actually felt more of going back for millennials than necessarily grabbing Gen Z, but I didn't realize that either. It's amazing how, how, how actually how popular she is with much younger, um, yeah, Jen's. That's so cool. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. The time's just passed by very quickly. Where can our listeners go to follow you and everything new that's going on at Hilton and to see those Paris Hilton ads? Well, we have um, a whole YouTube channel, um, Hilton for the Stay, and it's got all of our ads. And then, um, you know, Hilton's on all the platforms. We're on TikTok. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Um, a little less exciting. But um, (laughs) but yeah, anyone can find me there and and happy to connect. Um, And thank you again for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, this has really been good. And it's very interesting to hear about what's happening in the hotel business, in the hospitality business. And I personally think that that's an interesting positioning to get rid of the pain points. You know, that idea that's kind of... I can promise you Barbara will be choosing her room in advance and having a contactless key card. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a very and good that's, thing. That's why it matters where you stay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it does. Well, that's all we have time for today. And if uh, we'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. You can also listen to our past podcasts if you're interested, both on Apple Podcast Platform and on Spotify. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn, here with my guest co-host, Annie Wilson, and this is Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.